Welcome, everybody, to Johnny and the Greg. We're here at Johnny and the Greg. We make sure that all members can swim. You'll know what that means in a couple of seconds. <laughs> so, I welcome to the swim. show. Uh, Greg, we had a fun-filled weekend. I had Weekend at the Greg's. Yeah, it was Weekend at the Greg's. It was. It sounds it like was. a bad movie remake, but no one died. So, yeah, one died, or we didn't pretend anyone was alive that was actually dead yeah yeah have you rewatched that we're weekend at bernie's is what we're referencing have you have you watched that in your adult life i don't think so yeah i haven't either it's on hold up you think i don't know it's on one of the streaming services and i almost feel like i want to show the kids a shot but uh i keep i keep trying to remember parts of the movie and it's so vague (laughs) <laughs> like i yeah. just remember like a lot of ducking and hiding and a very limp actor with this look on his face through the whole film yeah just kind of <laughs> oh, walking around i remember as a kid watching it going did they really make a dummy of that guy or no it's not it's obviously the real it's actor him yeah just did they make a sequel to that they did there's weekend there's at bernie's and weekend at bernie's too how the That's, hell can you pull off weekend at bernie's too i, I mean it's a corpse know. Like, I don't know. Anyway. It's it's the same. It's the same. Uh, uh, you know, physics as The Walking Dead, where the the dead people just don't decompose ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Let's talk. I guess this is a good time to uh, for Greg for you to because you do it better than I do. Mention our sponsor. Uh. Well, <laughs> the thing about our sponsor is that they don't work right now. Um. Oh, no kidding? It, yeah, it's 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 Audible. We're sponsored by Audible. Um, and you can get, usually, you can go to audibletrial.com uh, slash J-A-T-G, stands for Johnny and the Greg. Um, and you can get a free month on us. But I received an email today <laughs> that they are restructuring some stuff. So the link doesn't work right now. But okay. It's going to be working soon, and when it does, people can click on that uh, and get a free month of Audible on us, and you know, thirty day, thirty days on us, and then if you choose to continue after that, that's great. Suck down as many books as you can within your thirty days, or continue it on. I've had Audible for, I'm thinking, three years now, and it's the main way I I do my reading and learning. It, yeah, it you really you uh, how many? How many books do you take down in pretty much a month, you think? Well, um, through Audible, not reading, just correct. through Audible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> definitely a whole, it, it depends on the length. So one for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can get in two, um, but my wife is also taken down two or three a month. Yeah. Um, so it's it's totally worth it. I mean, especially yeah. if you're an audio learner. Or, uh, you know, an audible. Yeah, definitely. For people like me who um, prefer the hardcover and we're old school and I don't want to go to any technology and have somebody. It's awesome. I listened to the uh, first ever Dresden file. Yes. uh, Stormfront that is read by. I'm not sure I'm going to get the last name, but it's James Marson or Marsters. James Marsters, who played Spike. Yeah. uh, Buffy and Angel. Does a fantastic job, and before oh, yeah. you know it, you're halfway through the book. Um, it's um, my job. I tend to drive from store to store, so I have at least a good 
10 minute drive between mm-hmm. the store where I can, you know, pop it in. And, and so it's, it's, uh, for those of you, so based on what I'm saying, for those of you that are, are kind of a little, they don't want to really give it a shot. Uh, give it a shot. It's three days on us and, yeah. uh, you have nothing to lose. So and it, everything it, to gain. And you mentioned it works great for people that are kind that believe they're time poor, like they don't have time to to sit down and pick up a book. Or, you know what? Everybody works hard; they're just so exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. The idea of picking up a book and, and you know, it, especially if you don't have that reading stamina yeah. anymore, um, capitalize on the time that you have. Capitalize on your time in the car. Capitalize on your time when you're just staring at your computer doing your job, but it's that mindless portion of your job where you can yeah. listen to a, a book or a podcast or something. That's a really good learning point, in. especially for those of you that have at least an hour to, or I should say a 35 minute, 30 to 45 minute commute. That's a yes. perfect time to plug in a book. Absolutely. So, uh, again, guys, it's on us. Greg, can you give them when it starts working? Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. And with that, if you guys like what we're doing, you want us to talk about one thing or another, please let us know. There are many ways to get a hold of us. It would really super much help us out if you guys could like and subscribe. Any So if you're going to do it on YouTube, please do it on YouTube. If you're going to do it on Whatever podcasting yeah. device you listen to, please like and subscribe to us. You have no idea how much that helps us out. For those of you, just hit the like button, even if you don't like it. Because if you don't, I'm going to find you. We don't have many people <laughs> that follow us. And I can come find you and ask you politely, why haven't you liked our podcast? Why, why don't you like me? <laughs> All right, man. So... Yeah, this, let's talk about I some guess, stuff. Yeah, this whole weekend was basically weekend with the Greg. Yeah, we were um, hanging out. Yeah, so I drove up last Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, basically I just drove up Friday because we were eventually we were supposed to a long time ago go to uh, the Joe Rogan pot on uh, the Joe Rogan stand up, yep. and um, it got postponed due to some sort of COVID something. I don't know what that is, pandemic or something. Yeah, like something like that, and. Um, we ended up, it ended up finally getting scheduled and we've made some friends along the way. And, uh, we thought, uh, named by chef Chris and we thought we'd jump by there, have a good meal, mm-hmm. which it's, it's a good thing, Greg, when a guy can take something as simple as a hamburger and make it like 10 times better yeah. because that's what this guy did with my meal. Um, chef Chris was again, a master at his profession. Uh, presentation was awesome. Tastes were even out of this world. And here's something that a lot of people don't take the time or I, I do. If you can't make a good long Island iced tea, it pretty much tells me what the rest of my meal is going to be. like. <laughs> and this long Island iced tea was fantastic. So hats off to the cocoa mixologists. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you prefer, how'd you like your meal? Oh, I loved it. I mean, good yeah. on. I mean, yeah. it, I had, I had, uh, I had a steak. I mean, and, uh, if you check out our Instagram, you can see, uh, what those looked like. Um, num num. Yep. Num nums. Uh, I had a steak, I had a loaded baked potato. Um, I think, and, and those were as expected. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I had a pretty high level in those. Uh, what really kind of was the big, sh- not shocker, but, uh, 
thing I really enjoyed was we got some advertisers and we should have taken pictures of them, but we didn't. Um, it's because they went down our throats too fast. They did. I got yeah. the, I got the, uh, I got the Bam Bam shrimp. Yeah. And, uh, which was that, fantastic. Yeah. That was phenomenal. And, but then he had this like Asian coleslaw that it, it yeah. was Bam Bam shrimp on top of this Asian coleslaw. And man, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. And then you ordered the crab cakes and we split those. And I mean, I, as far as crab cakes go, yeah, it's probably the best crab cake I had ever had. Uh, really? Yeah. But he cut, but that's because yeah, I I'm trying to think a lot of I'm trying crab to think, cakes. Um, if that's the best I've ever, it's not, it's not, not the best. Like it's comparable to some really fantastic ones I've had. So it's the best one I've had in the Midwest, put it that mm-hmm. way. So I will say the steak I had the, first time i went was i think better than, well yeah it was than what i had wagyu, but right? yeah but it was a wagyu steak yeah, so yeah. um so that was that was to be expected but yeah. uh, then but after yeah. that we then went to your house and we watched because the greg and i are very big fans of werewolf movies yes and we watched one which i i have a hard time saying it, it wasn't good but it wasn't great it was okay that's um, how I felt about it. For what, for what, what was it was called, Werewolves Within or something. It like was that? Werewolf Within. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna see. I should have brought this up earlier, but um, or at least looked it up earlier. Yeah. Bring up IB, IMDb for. Well, I want to know a, a little bit more of the history of the film, like because it well, was it's based off a video game, right? Yeah, it's based off of a video game, which is uh, looks to be only available on PlayStation and Steam. Uh, so Ubisoft or Ubisoft was a uh, was one of the is the studio behind it, and you're like, okay. Now I expected I expected it to have <laughs> excuse me that really that really independent film feel, and I think mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a big budget thing. Uh, I think the people that were in it were probably pretty happy with the money they made on it. Yeah, and it's got people that you see. People you see in films or in TV shows, and they're always like a supporting role. Right, right. So, um, even the two leads, uh, Sam Richardson, uh, who I recently saw in The Tomorrow War mm-hmm. as the the doctor, comic relief guy. Yeah, the comic relief doctor who who didn't have a lot of combat experience, but still managed to make it through the entire film. Yeah. Um, and then Melina, uh, am I saying that? Molana, Molana Vitrob, uh, better known as the AT&T girl, but in nerd space, she is kind of a hot commodity. Like, okay. Like the nerds really love her. She's adorable. She like, is. The way she delivers a line <laughs> is adorable. I, she has, to me, she has something she has the it factor. You, you, you just look at her and you just watch how she moves and how she like, I, and I'm not doing this as a, uh, like a sexual way. She just has this cuteness. She has this, like, um, she's adorable. She's just adorable. And, Mm -hmm. um, but she's not adorable to where, you know, if, you know, I'm a full age man and, you know, and, um, I I could see how a lot of people, especially in the nerd community or geek culture, yeah. are highly attracted to her. I can see that. She's a beautiful girl. She's adorable. I thought she was the highlight of the movie. Um, but again, I, 
it didn't go where I thought it would go, but it, it I'm right. not disappointed by it. No. Yeah. It, it, it's it's more of a whodunit than it yes. is a werewolf film. I mean, there's definitely a lot of mystery around it and what's going on and what is the purpose behind yeah. people dying and things like Craziness that. Craziness through the town. I like so, a bunch of town crazies. So Yeah. Yeah. It was in, like yeah. everybody in their town has this weird, you know, idiosyncrasy that you're like, okay. Yeah. And the whole time you're like, well, they could be the werewolf. It could be that guy. It could be that guy. And then you start to really think about, or are they going to do the complete opposite and, and go this route? Right. And in the end, I mean, I'm, I see where they took it and I liked it. Mm -hmm. And to your comment about Melina just being adorable and yes, but, uh, I have a type and she fits a lot of that type. So yeah, I make a switch over to like, yeah, she's hot. Okay. Oh no, yeah, don't I'm sorry, don't get me wrong. She's she's smoking hot. She um, really is. Yeah. So if you guys haven't figured out that yet, you'll never look at the AT&T girl the same again. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um but Greg, would you what would you give that? A C plus? Oh no, I'd give it a B. A B I would. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I knew what I was getting into and yeah. uh I wasn't disappointed at all. So for me it's a solid B. C plus to me is just average. It's average. It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It, yeah. but it's a movie. It, and I didn't walk away going, that sucked. I just walked away going, okay, I'll watch it again. I mean, oh, okay. I don't think I'll do that. Yeah, but, I will. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. That was Friday, and then I fell asleep with a very comfortable <laughs> granny quilt. Yeah, um, granny quilt. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday was the big day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go <laughs> into the movie we saw later, because what I want to talk about now is the main event. The main reason I went up there and that was to see Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. First time I've actually seen him do stand up like live. Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of live. his I've watched a lot of his uh, comedy um comedy specials on like tv and netflix and i've listened to enough joe rogan podcasts for um so i had an eye familiarity of what i was getting into and um there wasn't a disappointment but there okay let's let's break down the three acts the first person he had was a a local woman there i didn't find her funny that's just me what'd you think Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I found okay. her funny enough. Um, I, was she, was she on his tour or was she just like a local comedian they picked up? Cause I, I think she's on his tour because he okay. really likes her. Well, and on his Instagram, he was like, Hey, this is your first stadium show. How did it feel? And she was very pumped up. Yeah. Um, you could see where she's definitely not like as polished as right, of course. some of the other ones. Um, I think she was still pro and she did better than I could do. I love her. Absolutely. Bit. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> I am not a funny, I could, what they do is it's, it's a skill. I really loved her bit about losing weight and, uh, <clears throat> like her just saying like, you know, uh, she lost, I think what she say, like 90 pounds or something like that. Yeah, she, had, she, lost, she had lost. Yeah, she's like, I lost 90 pounds. What I didn't know is that 87 of that was all from my tits. And <laughs> I just yeah. found that hilarious. So yeah. I did laugh at that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, 
and the kind of like the whole stuff with her mom. Uh, I think she had her moments. I, I mean, in re- in reality, she was she did like a ten minute set. I mean, it wasn't yeah. very well, I, long. And, and 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 I I may have sound harsh. Um, I didn't expect her to make me laugh. Like because like she's oh, the right. first act, and I understood that the first act is someone that's kind of cutting their teeth, and yeah, they're just happy up. to be there, and they're yeah. Um, the next guy was Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, if I got that. <sighs> I thought he was very funny. He was very offensive, but he lets you know yeah. he was going to be offensive. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and not only that, I just a sidebar here. If you're if you go to a comedy club and you get offended. You didn't come with the my the right mindset, right? There was a lot in his set, and there was probably a lot in Joe's set yeah. that I could have been like highly offended at, ba- based on my profession and what I've spent right. a career, you know, yes. the people I work with, and uh, so. But again, you've got to go in there with the mindset of like these are comedians. Comedians throughout the generations are you know, it's not like a safe space. Like you're not going to go right, in there and yes. be like, if, if you're going to offend me, then, then yeah, I shouldn't have gone. But right. So there was stuff there and, you know, contextually, yes, it was funny. Uh, some of the stuff I was just like, Oh man, come on. Yeah. You but, felt uncomfortable because like, you're like, I'm at a comedy show and yep, I can, I get the joke, but I, this is different for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get that. Um, Joe, Joe was Joe. Um, I, he didn't blow me away, but I didn't expect mm-hmm. him to blow me away. Um, he was funny the way Joe is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of, what would, what would you call that? Like aggressive political or aggressive human nature yeah, things. Yeah. I kind of like, you know, in his, I am who I am. And if I offend you, fuck off. Kind of. Yeah. Yes. Kind of comedy. Um, you know, yeah, looking at looking at the hot buttons in today's society and yeah. making an act around that. Right. Now, he mentioned a couple times. And, and by the way, when we were in there, like cell phones were put in these little like magnetically sealed bags like no one could get at their stuff. And mm-hmm. um, they say like on the website, they're like, this is to prevent people from recording the show and like right. making money. Off it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, that's because during Joe's show, he's saying stuff that he doesn't want recorded and put out on the internet. Cause, right. uh, he had a whole bit on, you know, how many times people have tried to cancel Joe Rogan. And I, I even saw it today on the news, on the news that I watched, uh, Joe said some stuff on his podcast about the vaccination and, you know, it <laughs> yeah. kind of really going against science and, and quoting a report that the doctor that wrote the report came out and said, no, Joe, you're misquoting me. Don't do that. Um, but he doesn't want that to go out. On the internet. Right. Yeah. So that's why the phones were right. locked and put away. But um, to his credit though, he does say, look, if you're getting advice from me, yeah. Like something's wrong with you. If you're not going to an accredited person and getting their advice, you know, you're the one that's at fault for that. I'm just giving you my opinion. You happen Mm -hmm. to listen to it and think it's gospel or something. And he did. I mean, politically. Politically, I think he knew who his audience was. Milwaukee is or Wisconsin in general is 
pretty split down the middle. Like, oh, you really think so? Well, yeah, because like in the like in Madison and Milwaukee and and even up towards like Appleton, Green Bay, um, they tend to be more liberal. Right. But then in all the like the the rural part of the states, so, yeah, yeah, all of that they seem they're very Republican. So, right. um, and I think he knew that he was going to get a real mix of Mixture. people, and so he really went after both sides. And even at one point said, you know, if you think one side is r- completely right and one side is completely wrong, you're fucked because yeah. no sides got it right. And he yeah. just really. I agree with so, that. So that he went after both sides in that respect. Right. Yeah. So, uh, overall I had a great time at Joe Rogan's. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't do it again. <laughs> like I think you <laughs> and I've talked about going to see Tom Segura cause we both like him. We both yeah. like his sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that if you were to say, Hey, I, th- he's coming to Milwaukee. You want to do that again? I would definitely be up for that. But if you were to call me and say, Hey, do you want to do Joe Rogan again? I'd yeah. say no. Joe Rogan's coming to Madison. Do you want to see him there? I'd be like, nah. Yeah. No. I'm good. You know, nothing like against them. I'm just, yeah. it's, you know, as we're middle-aged men and we have families, we have to budget accordingly. And well, that I was a bucket list thing on mine. And yeah. it's off now. I think, and we had mentioned this on the ride home, I missed a lot of his, like, he'd, he'd say a punchline or even yeah, just the setup. You're right. People people were then laughing at his setup and then I missed his punchline because people around us were laughing Yeah, and, and we didn't have, you know, we weren't in the front section. Right. Even. I mean, we were set back a little bit. <clears throat> so, so like you, and even you mentioned the budget thing, if this was a rescheduled show from COVID and we bought our tickets, um, it was a year ago last February. So it's been over a year and a half that we bought these tickets. If I had bought them two weeks ago and paid what we had paid for the tickets and then went and saw that show, I'd be like, okay, that was a little disappointing. But because that, that money's been gone for a year and a half. I'm like, no, no, it was. And, and honestly it was you and I, we sat down, we immediately start making conversation with yeah. the people around us, except for that one dude in the middle, down, right? down the, yeah. literally right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. He had six seats on either side. Yeah. Sat there for an hour before the show started. And I'm like, and then when the show started and he sat by himself that whole time, I was like, Oh, did his friends ditch him? Yeah. I thought that too. I, he seemed pissed. He seemed, which is funny because I never saw the guy's face. I just yeah. saw side profiles and things like that. And I, and I, for some reason it, it's funny you said that cause I was catching his body language to see if he was going to like add in conversation with us as yeah. we were talking to everybody we around talked us. To people on the left, people on the right. People and behind he us. didn't move. He, he yeah. was a statue. So either he was pissed off cause he got basically, he had to go there by himself or he actually bought a ticket by himself. Yeah. And maybe, but, I mean, when the show started, he was laughing. And oh yeah, yeah. He, he was, was into it, so it it, yeah. it wasn't like he missed out on anything. But God, but we're, we're so judgy. Well, <laughs> and but you know, everybody around the guys on our left were high as hell. I mean, yeah. they're they're, they're oh, like, well, like yeah, the guy on my left, right? Yes, yes. They yeah. came in there with pints of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, 
And I said, where'd you get the pints of ice cream? And they said that there was one vendor in that entire building that they found him in. He was like pushing it. Yeah. And I just thought that was really odd at a comedy show to be selling pints of ice cream. Could you eat a pint of ice cream in one sitting? If I tried. Well, like, yeah, if you tried. But I guess yeah. if you we were high as fuck, maybe we could. Yeah. Yeah. Because he goes, dude, we've, he goes, I've had like seven gummies, man. Seven gummies. Oh, oh my God. Like, I know Greg, uh, seven gummies is a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in Illinois. I'm allowed to do it. So I, rem- I have a gummy. That's... I split it in fours. I, I know I'm lightweight. I don't care. You know, I don't need to be Aren't high like as five milligrams need... a piece. So yeah. he's like, he had over 15 milligrams. If he, yeah, if he got, you know, uh, government regulated ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, mean? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so those guys were, uh, laughing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because right when yeah. it, they got done with their ice cream, they got up again and came back with like walking tacos. Chick-fil-A. No, Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. No, but they had walking tacos too. Cause that's where oh, I saw them like, oh, shit, where'd you go? No, I had a walking taco. Yeah. But so did they. That's. Oh. I think that's where you probably saw. And so where'd you get that? Cause I heard you ask them. Um, oh, I asked them where they got the pint of ice cream. I thought you asked about the tacos. So they had, they had the tacos, they had the yeah. ice cream and they came back with Chick-fil-A later. These guys were pay, <laughs> paying prime money. Yeah. I can't imagine cream. a chicken sandwich and Chick-fil-A inside of the stadium is, $20, is cheap. $20 Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. Um, by the way, beautiful stadium, Milwaukee. You did a good job. Uh, your Bucks are yeah. world champs. It was a cool stadium. Um, not a really a bad seat, I didn't think. No, not really. Um, and then I really we, I had never been down to like the, the they call deer it the Deer District. District. Yeah, like it's it's that whole it's bars, restaurants, kind of surrounding, um, surrounding Pfizer Forum, and that was cool. I mean, yeah, I, I could cool. see even like. You know, just going, going to hang there. out there. Yeah, like going down when they had, they've got a giant screen that they got sports playing on. It'd be like this. Be kind of cool to just grab something, sit here, yeah, watch, watch whatever's on there. Right. Um. Yeah. No, I could yeah, see it was going good to hang out there. Yeah. It's. I expected everything I got at Milwaukee, and I wasn't disappointed. So I'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Yeah. And then there's the main <laughs> course. The main course. So what's funny about this? Um, I'm going to kind of go at this differently, but Greg and I were supposed to go to the theater. We've had our, our guy on this podcast yep. a couple of times, Matt Samp- to- Sampin. Sampin. He runs yep. a uh, small theater in Watertown. Yep. Um, and he's a great host. So if you guys get a chance, go by that theater. Um, but a funny thing happened on the way to the theater. I don't know uh, about funny, but I mean, yeah, like major storm <laughs> it was a major thunderstorm we, we saw i don't because you were sitting in kind of in that middle row yep i don't know if you can mm. see them but i counted at least five lightning strikes that, no no i didn't that, see it oh yeah they they had to hit ground uh, and uh so yeah it was it was raining cats and dogs and lightning strikes and i'm like you know i had i had the the dad grip on the steering wheel how yep, like, you yeah, did i i gotta i gotta control this beast um was the wind bad i didn't feel it it actually wasn't that bad but um 
but it was, you know, sheets of water across the road and stuff yeah. like that. I'm He's like, not lying about that, folks. It was like a whiteout of water. It was weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I had both hands on the wheel ready to do what I needed to. Yeah. Um, but we get into town, a giant tree had fallen over Main Street. And so we're like, okay, we get around there. And then we start to head into more of the heart of downtown Watertown. I'm like, um, the street lights are out. There's yeah. no power. Yep. And sure enough, we drive by the theater. It's black. Like, yep. it is no power in the, a lot of the town. Like, we, we texted some friends that live there and they're like, no, we don't have power either. And I'm like, well, uh, I don't think we're going to make our one o'clock show. <laughs> Probably not. Well, also, Matt was nice enough to text us. That's what he did. Helped. That's the fun part of having a podcast and having some connections is you get yeah. some some nice treatment. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for yeah. sending us that. Um, so and then like we had to the theater. Yeah, we yeah. we had to pivot. Yeah, because I mean, the show, the Joe Rogan show, was that night. We couldn't be like, okay, let's go to a, a three o'clock show because we right. would have missed our time to get to the, the other show. Right. Um, so we turned around, headed in to grab some lunch, and had to come back to my place where, uh, I don't, I don't want Matt to get mad at me. I but know. We, we watched Suicide Squad on HBO Max. Cause... And I want to stop it there. Okay, we watched Suicide okay. Squad. Here's the issue right now that I'm hearing from everybody. It's a box office flop. It, I think you got like 12. Can you pull it up? I think you got oh, like yeah. 12.9 million. That's it. No, really? Yes, it's considered a flop. I want to let every one of our listeners know, guys, this movie is fantastic. Don't, yes. don't listen to the people that are calling it a box office flop. It is a box office flop, but it is, it is a fantastic movie. Well... I won't even call it a flop yet because a flop just means it didn't make money. And, right. It's, and well, it, it didn't it didn't make its right. money on its first weekend, probably. Right. Um and so yeah. I think it has there's like there's a bunch of reasons for this yeah. happening. Twenty six million it made. Yeah. How much? Twenty six million. Oh uh, okay. Jung okay. Jungle Cruise came in second at sixteen million. Fuck that. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, but don't sleep on this film guys. It is, please it is a quality, a quality film. And even if you're, I, I've heard a couple of people are like, they're just getting sick of the superhero genre. Like they don't want to see another superhero film. Um, I understand. Uh, but this one is a very, very different kind of superhero film than you've probably seen before. Yes. It's R rated. Mm -hmm. Um, it and I think it wouldn't honestly, I don't think it'd be as good if it wasn't R rated. Um, I also think it has this bad rap from the original movie that came out yeah. four years ago, Suicide Squad with Will yeah. Smith. Um, this one, this one is just hands down. Um, I'm gonna speak just for myself, I haven't really heard Greg on this, but it's my it's in. It's top three DC movies of all time. I don't know where this fits in all time comic book movies for me. I haven't thought that far ahead, but it is the top three of the DC comics movies that have come out. Uh, I don't know if it goes into my top three. I think it will make my top five. Okay. 
anyway, it's rewatchable anytime. I am. Yes. Fact, um, totally. I can't wait to watch it with my wife. Um, it's a fun movie. Oh God. It's so fun. It, it, it is, you know, and we talked about this before with James Gunn and when he did guardians of the galaxy, he took a bunch of unknown characters. Like yep. they were known to like the geek squad. Like we, we knew who some mm-hmm. of the characters were in yes. guardians of the galaxy. But the general public did not. And so, you know, they're like, who's the tree man? Why is there a talking raccoon? I mean, they, they from right. the trailers, they're like, is this going to be worth it? And then they watched it and they loved it. Yeah. And I think he did the same thing with the, the Suicide Squad, where he he took a group of characters and nobody really knows who they are uh, outside of the geek Harley. Yeah. Yeah, and people know Harley Quinn, but honestly, I think people are getting fed up just with the character in general, not necessarily Margot Robbie's, but cool. Let's stop there. Well, because no, oh, I don't want to stop. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and he took he took this group of unknown characters that most people hadn't heard of and made a great film out of it. Yeah. So now, what do you think about Harley? In this movie alone, this is the Harley I always wanted to see. Correct. So yeah. it just shows me it's not Margot's problem. It's it's the direction and the the script, yeah, that we've been dealing with, um, <clears throat> when it comes to Harley Quinn. I thought this was the best Harley Quinn I've seen. In fact, if they keep doing her like that, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, the I think Margot Robbie wants to be done with her though. It you wouldn't go, surprise me. Going into the movie, she's like, this could be my last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she wants to walk away from Harley for a while, and I went well. Given your run on the character, I see why you've made one. I mean, and she's trying. I mean, she's doing exactly what the director tells her to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Birds of Prey was a terrible movie. Disaster. Um, And I think with this, she's like, well, if this doesn't do well, yeah, I'm done. Uh, But the fan love that she's been getting from it. I've read two headlines today. One said she's walking away, like still. Still okay. And the other one was like, well, maybe not. We'll have to see what happens. It's interesting because I remember Chris Hemsworth not wanting to do another Thor solo movie. Right. Until Tycho sat him down and said, this is my idea for Ragnarok. And yeah. he had such a good, it was such a good ride. And Tycho did a great job with Thor. That Tycho. Tycho, sorry. Tycho did a great job with Thor that it, like Hemsworth's on board for doing as as yeah. many Thors as he wants with Taika. So, but anyway, going transitioning back to Suicide Squad. Um, well, <clears throat> you know, again, I it, it it starts off. You look at the roster of what was it 12? 14. 14. 14 heroes, and you're like, how are they going to get through that many histories? Don't don't spoil you know, a lot. That, of it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But um they do it but it's the suicide squad and 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 james gunn is a hell of a director and he writes a story that he can wrap all these characters around give you a satisfying storyline for all of them yeah and even by mid-film you're like you're still hanging on like you're you're he does a little bit of like um time jumps back and forth as he's telling a story. Cause the group, when you have that many characters, the group does split. 
yes um, a couple times and then there's even splits on the splits so it's like uh meanwhile this is what this group is doing and you're yeah. like okay okay yeah um yeah just yeah <laughs> i if i'm being honest i think i was highly impressed from mm-hmm. james gunn with what what he did how he took something that Look, it look, I'm going to be honest, it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth the uh-huh. first movie, you know, and I think they tried to do some sort of weird little follow up with Harley Quinn with the Birds of Prey and that failed miserably too. So right. there was this really bad taste I had and you and I kept hearing before we saw this movie, best DC movie ever. Yep. And we thought ever, ever, it's better than The Dark Knight. Are you, really? It's better right. than Wonder Woman? Um I won't say it's better than those films, but it definitely holds its own against those films. Well, and I, I had a conversation with some friends last night uh, while I was doing some online gaming and we were talking about it and they, cause they heard the same thing. They're like best DC film ever. Really, yeah. Greg, you, you're going to say that. I'm like, no, I'm not. But at the same time, you don't put Avengers in the same category. You put Deadpool. Like you're right. Yeah. Like you enjoy them both. Yes. But if you had to pick between Avengers or Deadpool, you're like, that's that's apples and oranges. Like, they right. don't really. And that's where I'm going to put the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Because if you're going to say, I mean, if even if you say, like, Nolan's Dark Knight, you know, the Snyderverse with Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Justice mm-hmm. League, and the Suicide Squad. I think it's still apples and oranges and, and whatever other. Fruit that's a good point. That's a, that's a, that's a strong they're, point. They're just different. I mean, the Nolan verse is its own thing. Yeah. Uh, the Snyder verse is its own thing. And whatever gun is building, um, I think is going to weave into the Snyder verse. Like that's what, the, that's kind of where they want it to go. But to judge the movies against each other, you just can't one. One is a very hard R made for the Deadpool type fans. Yes. And like they're doing stuff in Suicide Squad that they're never going to do in a Batman Superman or Correct. Wonder Woman film. Correct. I agree with you on that. So yeah, that that's a very good point. So um I I I want to go back a little bit to uh this discussion we have kept having. It looks like it's it's flat out it's it's becoming it, it more goes towards the stance that you and Matt were on is that this streaming thing is killing box office. Mm-hmm. It's killing it. And I'm afraid that producers or the people that put the budget together are looking at these numbers and thinking it wasn't a success mm-hmm. where it, like this kind of worries me about suicide squad because 26 million, like that should happen on a Friday night or Thursday showing Thursday midnight showing, or I'm sorry, Friday midnight showing that's that type of number should come out during that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this thing, a lot of people, including you and me, we're even saying, I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're diehards. We're diehard comic book fans. We, we love this. We love geekhood. We love the geek world. So the, casual fan like my wife and the other people out there guys give this a chance it's a fun ride and you're not going to regret it you know i feel yeah i think what and i'm just i'm totally speculating because what else am i going to do 
Um, so next week, I'm looking at next weekend's release. Okay. We've we go. got, we've got Free Guy with Ryan okay. Reynolds. So I that think might that'll, do well. That'll do well. Don't Breathe Two, a horror film. Eh. Uh, exactly. You've got Coda, which looks interesting, but I don't know if that's a theater watch for me. What's Coda? Coda is um, the story about a family where the parents and maybe another sibling are all deaf. Like they have hearing loss. And the one family member is like a teenage girl who does not have hearing loss and she's an amazing singer. So it's her, you know, it's it's the family working with a a daughter who has this amazing gift. Um that they can't enjoy because they can't hear. Right. And, and so it's a, it's going to be a, like a drama. Yeah. Um, Tear jerker drama. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, looks, looks good. I mean, I'll watch it when it, yeah. but I'm not going to see it in the theater. Right. Um, respect, which is the Aretha Franklin story, which mm. I want to see, but God, do I hate Jennifer Hudson? So okay. <laughs> I really want to see it. Cause I really like Aretha, Aretha Franklin, but, yeah. uh, Jennifer Hudson is, is just too much of a diva for me, and I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Um, the East, don't know what that is. Raging Fire, don't know what that is. And Emma, which. Okay. Made, so it's only a real competition is Free Guy. I think so. Yep. And okay. uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's going to okay. be. Now, we're just talking box office. This doesn't. Right. This does has nothing to do with the HBO views mm-hmm. or anything like that. But so, I think again, it's a strong point towards your guys' argument that. But my my point here is going to be that I mean, yes, the Suicide Squad probably didn't have a strong as strong opening weekend as they would have liked. Right. But um, you're saying it can catch up. I I think there's I think there's going to be an audience there that's going to come across this movie later on. I mean, Not it only... used to it used to be like a perfect example would be Austin Powers. Right. Um. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, the first Austin Powers film, tanked at the box office. Just absolutely tanked. And they're like, critics panned it. You know, it didn't have a good opening weekend. Right. And then it hit video, and it blew blew up. Same thing for the Born Identity. Born Identity, yep, same thing. I mean, so I think Suicide Squad could have that kind of life where people aren't going to be interested in going to the theater to see it, especially when, you know, some the theaters. Delta variant now. Yeah, there's there's stuff going on in the world that make people maybe not want to go to a theater again. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of I think if it finds an audience that James Gunn, whether it's a a series on HBO Max or or, or something, I don't I just don't feel like he's done with that world. No, I don't think so either. Um, but I think what's going to help it, I think you're right. I think what's going to help it is us, people like us, word of yeah. mouth. People that have seen it and they're like, dude, look, go see it. Like I immediately text my sister, Kim, who is part of this geek world that we all love. Mm-hmm. And I, she goes, I haven't seen it yet. She goes, I, I wasn't really sure about it. I said, Kim, watch it yep. as soon as you can. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and even looking at the the weekends <clears throat> ahead, I mean, traditionally we're getting into that part of summer where there's not a lot coming out. Yeah, they're dropping off the last yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, even the following weekend is reminiscence. That's that Hugh Jackman yeah, kind of time drift, which looks cool, but that's not an all audiences kind of thing. That's, that's that actually sci-fi. looks like a hit or a miss. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's an so, HBO Max for sure. 
I think the people that are looking at it are like science fiction fans going, I'll give that a shot. But yeah. like, but like my parents, nah. Yeah, not, that's a good point. They're not interested in that. Yeah. And then yeah. like after that, it's Candyman, which if you're not a horror fan, you're not doing that. Yeah. So they've got pretty much now, I mean, Free Guy will offer some competition because it's Ryan Reynolds. Right. Whether it's good or bad, it's still Ryan Reynolds. Yes. But they don't have real competition until September 3rd when Shang-Chi comes out. Yeah. Yeah, So it could be the month for Suicide Squad. For those of you that don't, that are still hanging on to our conversation, when I opened up with all members know, like we all, we know who can swim and who can't. That's a big part or not a big part. It's a, it's a part in the movie that Greg and I were just cracking up about. It was. I absolutely (laughs) lost it. Yeah. And I knew it right away (laughs) when it happens. You're like, Oh, someone didn't do their homework. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, but that kind of zaniness, that type of craziness, um, it's all James Gunn and it's beautiful. It's the way he tells the story. There's no, you're not sitting there confused. And what's really impressive is he took a bunch of characters that nobody knows and he gave them enough of a moment Right. For yeah. you to know him a little bit, which and be, wow. people can look this up. I mean, there's a character in the film called Polka Dot Man. Yes. James Gunn literally went online and typed in lamest DC character and came up with Polka Dot Man. Yes. He makes Polka Dot Man like a sympathetic character. You yep. care about where he's going. He ends up being kind of a kick ass person to have on your team you actually really like him you do yeah you do and 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 he is i mean it, that's the magic he's of messed james up gunn. but you like him yeah <laughs> that is certainly the magic of james gunn of taking something that you're like correct what the hell and you know he's going back to some of his horror roots with i mean if you saw his slither i mean yeah he is you're kind right. of that kind of that dark comedy kind of thing yes. and He's just so damn good at it. And yeah, I, I really mean, is. really, I, I'm, he, I'm he's really good at it. finding the absurdity of the moment. Like mm-hmm. there is one of my favorite parts and this isn't a spoiler because it's actually in the trailer, but it's one of my favorite parts. Um, and it's so small and it's so insignificant, but I just loved it is when Harley's in the cab and all of a sudden she looks ahead yeah. And she sees like guys sneaking down and they're sneaking. So they look so stupid the way they're moving (laughs) down. And it's just the absurdity of it is, um, is fantastic. Um, I, I had a blast. I can't wait to watch this with Ursula. In fact, we're probably going to shorten our podcast so I can do that. (laughs) I will say, uh, performance wise, I was super impressed that was actually with John Cena. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. We and, haven't even talked about him. Yes. And as the peacemaker. And what I liked about him is, I mean, every, every film I've seen John Cena in so far, he gets better. Well, he gets better. Yes. But they're also trying to make him play against his type. So like when he's doing the comedies and, and when he's doing like, you know, he's, He's the super sensitive dad who's wearing, who has no problem wearing the Crocs and the pink uh, polo yeah. shirts. And yeah. they're going against the type that they want him to be, which he's this massive bodybuilder type guy. Yes. And James Gunn said, no, screw that. We're going to embrace the hell out of that. 
and he is, you know, and this is a line that again is in the, in the trailer. He's like, I, I believe in truth, justice, and freedom. And I don't care how many bodies I need to stack to get it. I mean, and that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. And he plays it so straight. Yes. And, and then at a point in the film where it's no longer a comedy piece, it's like, oh shit, this is what this guy really thinks. Right. And it becomes kind of at the major crux of the film. Yeah. You're still just totally locked in yeah. to, to his character and like, what does it take? For, I mean, yeah. he totally believes in what he does. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what I'm talking about is that he gives characters depth that you're like, like, look, sometimes I think of myself as a writer sometimes, and I get blown away when I can see a script like this, where they made King shark lovable. They gave him death. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. make a man a, like a shark man hybrid? How do you give that? How do you give it depth? You know, not just that a monosyllabic. <laughs> I mean, he does. He doesn't talk complete sentences. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing of how did he make I am Groot so lovable? And yeah. even though it's the same words, you're like, no, you're get you're getting meaning and emotion behind each of he not it's same thing with king shark yeah same thing i might be prisoner of the moment here but king shark or groot greg oh i think i'd probably still go groot yeah i think for, I'd, for me i um, think i'd go king shark and i can see why I mean, yeah. I, I, again, I might be prisoner of the moment. Ask me this in three years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was impressed by all of that. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he took rat catcher. And I love how they call her rat catcher too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. call her rat catcher too. Um, they took a character that I mean, we've discussed this before. They took a character like Harley and they, um, uh, they made her, they, they did well with her. They did mm-hmm. well with the, the Idris Elba's character, who's my favorite character in this movie, is Bloodsport. But what was interesting is I watched it with your family, mm-hmm. and we were all rooting and getting scared because one thing in this movie is you don't know who's going to bite it and who's not. It's not predictable. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, um, and that's the genesis of the Suicide Squad. That's what yeah. it is. It's always a revolving cast of misfits and criminals, and they're expendable. And James yeah. Gunn expends some. Like, yeah. He, he well, gets rid and, of some. and the, oh, man, the the performance that uh, Viola Davis gives oh, as yeah. Amanda Waller. Yes. Is chilling. I mean, yeah. so heartless, and yeah. she just nails it. Yeah, she really does. I watched a little bit of today on YouTube, just Amanda Waller parts of the first Suicide Squad. She mm-hmm. blows her character away in this one. Absolutely, like, yeah. it, there's a total difference. It's to- she doubles down. Even on, even on that character, even Rick Flag, his yeah. performance in this is way better. Well, and again. The first movie being so bad and you're yeah. like, I don't care about any of these characters. <laughs> like really at the end of the movie, you're like, come on, Will, I'm waiting to care. Come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like any one of you can die. I don't care. I yeah. mean, you're just waiting for it. You're like, right. they're not going to kill Harley, but you know, maybe if they kill Diablo or, or yeah. 
I mean, even Will's character would have been more meaningful if he would have died, but they're not going to kill him. No, um, I, I, I bet people are clamoring for him in Bloodsport in part three. Oh, that could be. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, but go ahead. But so characters that you watched a whole movie not caring whether they lived or died. Yes. And then you see them show up in this movie and you're like, oh, God, do we get this guy again? Yeah. James Gunn makes you care about him. Yeah. He's like, nope. Yeah. So he, he literally makes you turn a 180 on some of these characters. Yeah, which that's what I'm saying. This is it's incredible. It's if if you take the time to think about what this guy did with this movie coming off of a disaster yep. the first time, and it's a 180, and you're like, wow. Because Greg, you and I, we did not, and it's this this isn't a this is so different because this isn't a we had zero expectations going in. At first, we didn't care. Then we started hearing, uh, you might want to check this out. This is, like, really, really good. Right. This is the best DC movie ever. Again, I'm not saying it is, but I'm not saying it isn't. Um, I put a, I went in on trust, really. I mean, yeah. and, it was, and it was when Matt was like, dude, you're going you're gonna to want to see it. Like, yeah. He said it on our podcast. Yeah, he talked he us into it on the it, podcast. It, it was literally... You know, go back three episodes or whatever yeah. it was, and, and you could hear me go, damn it, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, right, I'll see it. I mean, yeah. I was going to skip it and just, you know, going to wait for it to, like, the buzz to pass. It wasn't going to be an opening weekend watch for me or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I went in yeah. and, and just blindly trusted, you know, Matt and others to be like, okay, fine, yep, yeah. I'll watch it. Absolutely. So I think we have uh, we've done enough for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope we have. So um, that's pretty much. Uh, oh, the one thing I wanted to talk about that I was blown away also on this weekend is your son said to me, "I didn't even know this is I didn't even know this happened." He said to me, um, "Have you seen Benedict Cumberbatch's performance for Smog the Dragon in oh, yeah. um, in uh, the Hobbit?" Hobbit. The, Hobbit, the second yeah, Hobbit trilogy. movie. And I said, I didn't even know he was the dragon in this. Yeah. I'm like, I, and I thought to myself, my first thought, honest to God, Greg was, I don't want to see this guy on a microphone, like going, who is this? Yeah. And I, I thought, okay, that's, I don't need to see that. And without me knowing it, since you guys have all your phones hooked up to your TV, <laughs> you just, boom, it's on. And I was, in awe and i was glued like greg i mean you could probably say this yeah how i was reacting to this better than i can so go ahead well your mind was blown i mean I one, was, you, you didn't know that benedict cumberbatch <laughs> i've always got a yes i know benedict, we gotta slow down with that yeah <laughs> benedict clumber snatch um <laughs> You didn't know that he did the motion capture, nope, uh, or that there were there was any motion capture for the Correct. dragon that's fully CGI'd. Um, Correct. But when you watch it, and you could, I mean, if we could have did a side by side of what was on film versus his performance, yes, you can see where they took him down on his hands and knees and like writhing around on a gym mat, slithering on the floor. You can see where they took his performance and injected that into a, you know, yeah, three-story tall CGI dragon. Yes. And, like, look, 
people listening to me, YouTube it. Once you get past the 10 seconds of silliness. Yeah. You and just look at the performance and what he's doing, knowing he's not going to be seen. That like, that's what I want to people to get. Like he's not seen. It's a dragon you're watching. And when he came out, when that movie came out, which I think we're coming up on 10 years. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a name in America. Like people in right. in right. Britain knew who he was through like Sherlock Holmes and some other things. But yes. I like most Americans, unless you were really paying attention to film, they didn't know who he was yeah. and they didn't care. Yes. And then you're like, Oh, you know, dragon was voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. And they're like, great. Who the hell is that? Exactly. You know? Exactly. He is slowly become fastly. I should say fast. He's fastly becoming one of my favorite actors. Um, I'm going to, on Hulu, I think it's on Hulu, uh, wherever it is, I'm going to watch Sherlock. I've never watched one of those Oh, episodes. it's great. It is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. Um, that's, on my buck, that's on my list. I, I think he's he's going to be like this ages, like John Malkovich, where he can just morph into any role and he'll yeah. be that guy. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It's, it's great. So, yeah, it is great. So I think, uh, hey man, let's end it there. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, Greg, any last words? Uh, yeah. Um, kind of the same thing we're always going through, you know, three rules to live by, um, would be number one, uh, verify your sources cause you don't want to be talking out the side of your head. Uh, two, know your audience, you know, know who you're talking to, you know, certain ways you can speak to certain people. And three, as you're doing those, don't be a douche. Boom. That's it. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Give Audible a shot on us for Johnny and the Greg. Podcast out. Take care. See you guys.